Welcome to the Business Design Podcast, where we um, talk about designing. Uh, wait, Randy, help me out here. Where we? Well, I'm Randy Baker, and my colleague, Dr. Kent. This is the Business Design Podcast, where we scour the world for interesting folk to talk about their business and and help you, our listeners, and us, your hosts, understand all the fun things and good things that people do. Um, today we went to Italy, or did we go uh, to Lebanon? Yeah, uh, somewhere in between. Sort of somewhere in between, yeah. Yeah, kind of like the space, the space um, in between. We went to a happy place where there's tomato sauce on probably my favorite Arabic food. So like this great fusion of Arabic, and I mean, you just got to listen to this. It's Tony Martinetti or Martinetti. Great conversation, fun to talk, and he'll put you into a Zen space. So here we go. Let's listen to Tony Martinetti. So Tony, really nice to talk with you. I have to say, I mean, host of the the uh, virtual campfire podcast. I I gotta say, my the joy of my life most days is hanging out in our backyard and starting a fire. Something human about fires and hanging out around the fire and talking and yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I decided to do the the podcast based on this campfire element because it's just so something so human about it and so really intimate since the beginning of time stories have been told around the campfire and I wanted to create that ambiance even if it was virtual. Um, I really wanted to get people in person initially, but the podcast was the best we could do, given the fact that I wanted to connect with people on a global basis. And really, you know, during the pandemic, of course, you had no other choice but to do it this way. So do you, do you force people to um, kind of have their iPhone with, with crackling fire in the background? And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There's something about the actual, that actual sort of the smoke in the clothes and, and the calm that that gives that, yeah, it inspires that story. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that it's so important for me is to make sure people show up with that authenticity and being willing to to reveal the things that they don't often, you know, think about. Sometimes that's what is so interesting. I bring people on who are seemingly, you know, they've made it in their lives, they've done great things. But when we kind of dig into their story and we see the moments that have revealed them, um, they get vulnerable and sometimes they connect with things that they didn't even see in the past. And I think that's one of the things that has made this more of a a joy and really something that it's more fun than it is work. <laughs> so, Tony, do you consider yourself to be a storyteller or is that what you think your guests are? Yeah, the story is inside each person. I don't necessarily consider myself um, the only storyteller. I am a storyteller because I am, you know, someone who's a, I'm a human. Each one of us has a story to tell, but ultimately each person who shows up, they just need a little bit of coaxing and a little bit of space to, to let their story unfold and to connect with those things that they've been potentially holding on to for a long time. I like the word. Yeah. I like the word coaxing. Um, it's funny how close it is to coaching. And coaching is unfortunately kind of overused now when it sort of emerged in the 90s. It was like, oh, you need a coach, not a boss, right? Yeah, absolutely. Great idea. But now everybody's a coach. 
but coaxing now that's that's an interesting way to sort of pitch what coaching is which is kind of what you do in some ways right yeah it's creating a space and allowing people giving them the freedom to really share from what's deep inside and coaxing because of the fact that there's an element of like you know they need to know that it's open for them to to do that maybe some prompts some um some thoughts about how to really you know share from that heart one of the things that i often talk about is inspiration through honest conversations and that's my tagline or my motto if you will and i really think that there's something about that that is important for people to connect with when they give themselves the freedom to have an honest conversation with themselves and with others they start to reveal more than they ever have it's going deeper than that transactional conversation that we often have so you said when they give themselves themselves permission to have an honest conversation what is it you think that people are scared perhaps about having that honest conversation what causes that what in our background creates that fear yeah there's two things that that I often think about when it comes to what's holding people back from having those conversations number 1 they're afraid of what that past they've been running from will reveal about them you know the flaws the things that they don't want to show to other people and to themselves even so oftentimes we don't want to embrace the past because there's things about it that are you know ugly you know we're ashamed of or we just don't feel great about and i often say that the best way to move forward is to embrace those things and and look for the gold in those lessons that we've learned and the wounds that we've had and use them to fuel you forward and the other thing is that when we do uncover those things in the past the you know have this honest conversations then there might be some commitment you have to make to do something with it which is another thing people are afraid of of actually having to take action on some of the uncover yeah sometimes i i guess it's kind of like that dog that chases buses and grabs the tire and then thinks oh i've caught it now what do i do um now i've <laughs> now i've brought up my my past now what do i have to do with it um yeah that's scary it is it is i mean and and i think the reality is we each one of us we always accentuate the bad parts there's also so many beautiful things that we've done and we we just dismiss them as like oh yeah that's no big deal it's whatever normal. yeah it's normal i'd like to go a level a couple levels deeper curious to find out where this sort of helping people who might not be in your same situation started so i mean it's it's almost akin to i assume you can kind of walk into a c suite and be like hey i can help in a similar way to like you know a second grader walking into the teachers lounge and being like hey i got you people we're good here but what what when did it start for you what was the what was the situation where you just figured out that i i can bring people some some joy clear some blocks do some coaching you know give a slap on the back type thing what when did that start that's a great question because honestly i think that the sort the this really started at a young age where i had this ability to you know really feel the emotions of people's you know of the room of you know where the space that we're in and i never really kind of realized that that was a skill or even a gift that i had i had a very was a very empathetic person um and i actually as a child was an artist who drew 
rooms and environments that had different feelings and emotions to them. Then I stuffed all that back and became a business person who was maniacally focused on creating what I, you know, seemingly was was supposed to do, which is to get to the top of the mountain. Did you say maniacally? Man- maniacally, yes. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, maniacal yes. focus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to give you that sense, and I'll get back to your initial question, is to say that, like, oftentimes we get to this place where we say, well, society's success is is by, you know, getting to that C-suite or to, you know, to move 100 miles an hour in the direction of what people think success looks like. And that's what I did. So even though I had these great gifts, I kind of threw them all away and just kind of moving towards something that would seemingly be more lucrative, create success from a monetary perspective, but in reality, wouldn't fill me up on the inside. And the way that I came back to this, you know, how do I create that thing that helps people move forward was I started to see it show up over and over again. And then I would, you know, stuff it back where people would say, wow, you really can see people. You really want to help people. You can really read the room well. Um, But I'm like, I'm a finance person. I do numbers. Like, that's how I define myself. That's the box I put myself in. And eventually what happened was I came to the point where I was burning myself out trying to be something I'm not. And I said, enough is enough. I need to live the life that I'm meant to live. And that's what brought me to coaching and doing the work that I'm doing now, which the podcast is just one part of it. But really, it came down to, you know, seeing people fully for who they are, understanding their brilliance and helping them to find their spark that's hiding and hiding inside of them. And you, you probably always did that as just a side effect of being part of teams and being a leader and so on what, for 20 plus years in finance, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, this is the thing you gotta, you know, I I tell people all the time now is that inspiration is a big part of my life, but like, we have to look for those clues that are showing up in our lives and do more of what we see showing up. Those are, those are the inspiration points. And if we do more of that, we'll have a life that actually we can feel proud of and we can feel like more aligned with. And I think that's important. Oftentimes we just ignore those clues and we just say, hey, this is the path I'm on. And if I continue on this path, I'll be successful. But at what cost? So I, f- I find this really interesting, Tony. I, I also am a, a business geek, finance guy, accountant, marketing guy, all of it. And it's really interesting what you say about you know, looking at your own gifts and maybe you should be going in a different direction. But now you are building a business that is helping people do what? It's helping people go in the same direction, faster, better, bigger, play a bigger game, or are you encouraging people to look at the the new direction that is possible for them? And how does that relate to the business that you are now running? Yeah, it's it, it plays out in a few different ways. Um, one of the ways that it plays out is that people who come to me are usually accomplished leaders. They're people who have done great things in the world and they've gotten to this place where they feel like, you know, things don't seem to be lighting them up any longer. They've lost their their sense of purpose and their direction of where they want to go. Or they just don't know what they need to move forward to the next level. So what, you know, what I'll do is I'll help them to find that spark again, that, you know, to find that way to move forward 
that allows them to connect with the higher purpose for them, that allows them to see a bigger, a bigger legacy, a bigger impact, a way to amplify themselves in a way that helps them to see that there's more to life than what they're currently experiencing. There's that stuckness that people feel along that path where it's like, great, I put all this effort in, and is this all there is? There's got to so, be more. Yeah. So th- there's, a, there's a lot of people in the space helping particularly executives get unstuck, rediscover mm. their lives, rediscover their purpose, break the barriers, fix their mindset. Yeah. Clear and it gets, it, it gets gets edgier and edgier. So now it's the unfuck yourself, right? It's like yeah. it goes yeah. all the way up the ladder. And right. it's like, okay, now we're, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's a lot of people in, the, in that space. How are you different? If I said to you, Tony, mm-hmm. I need to get unstuck, but I don't know. Everybody's the same. They're all there shouting at me saying that they can help me. So why are you different, Tony? Yeah, one of the things that I'm really keen on is getting people to think about how they can be the creative director of their lives, the person who's designing something that's new. And, you know, granted, there's an element of like, oh, yeah, sure, you know, that's what that's just words. But I get people thinking bigger than they ever have in the sense that oftentimes, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll make these small tweaks and I'll just, you know, stay in the same industry or do something different in the in the world I'm in. I really get people to stay, to get away from their patterns that they're in, expand their vision, you know, to see what's possible in their world, and then really narrow their focus so they can make sure they're executing on the right path for them. And I think the biggest problem with that is that if you just, you know, connect with some big vision and then you kind of become this person who's like, okay, great, that's nice, but you have to step into action and you have to be committed to doing that action. And for me, it's so important that I get people to really dream big, but also commit to those next steps so that it actually becomes real for them. So I will be uh, that person who champions people, but also commits, you know, make sure that I hold them accountable. I often talk about this compassionate accountability, ability to be compassionate with people, to see them, hold them, you know, be good to them, but also really hold them accountable to those results. So I find really interesting, Tony, is that I'm a, I'm a words guy. So I'm looking at you, which the audience can't see you, but I'm listening and I'm hearing a different voice, a special voice, an intuitive voice, the empathetic voice of a guy with a last name like Martin Yeti. It's like, okay, I'm <laughs> Italian. Yeah, I'm special. You know, right. The chef's kiss kind of like, it's a great name that you have. Mm. And, the words you're using, I don't want to say cliched, but the words you're using I've heard before. Yeah. So I'm curious the the language I'm I'm curious about the language you grew up around. What's what's what are the kind of words that your folks used, your your friends, your you know, your grandparents, I don't know, but the what are, what yeah. are the words that, that are different that, that you use with your family and, and grew up with? Well, it's funny you say that because it's you know, I came from a family of, um, you know, immigrant family, came from Italy and as well as Lebanon. And really? really? Yeah. 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 Do you speak? <laughs> no, I don't. I know oh, okay. a, few, a few words like here and there, okay. but not not enough to be able to say that I'd speak. But the the reality is that, you know, I was given this this hard work mentality and 
this is not you know any kind of special wording, but the reality is it was all about hard work is the way to be successful. And I, you know, at a very young age was taught to really get out there and, you know, you know work with my dad in the field. We did a lot of work with like everything from um, building houses to running electrical wiring, doing all that. I've learned a lot of trades. Um, my dad was a, he had a company that he ran, but he also on the side built houses and buildings. It's something that he was uh, always teaching us. And your father's the Italian or the Lebanese? The Italian. Italian, okay. And ultimately what happened was, as I, you know, ingrained in myself this hard work mentality, it was something that I had to unlearn that it's not just about working hard. It's important to know, you know, hard work does get you pretty far, but it's not ultimately the way to to live life. You got to work smart. You got to figure out what is, what is it that is really going to be the lever that's going to put me forward. And that's something that I've been really kind of keen to, to teach other people. What is that one action, that one thing that's going to give you the leverage point that will propel you forward? Because you can't do it all. <laughs> you can choose to do a lot of things, but you can't do it all. And so you just got to make sure that you make the right choices. And that's what I ultimately have learned from my childhood around that, you know, don't get stuck in that mentality of, you know, work yourself to the bone and and then find yourself at this place exhausted and feeling that, you know, you can't serve yourself. So just just listening to you, I'm realizing, I mean, I one shouldn't analyze people based on their roots, but you have to. So yeah. I, I've been in the Middle East. I've been to Italy. Those are two cultures that are chill. When you relax, you relax, right? You you <laughs> you slow it down, you eat, you talk. So the the relaxed nature of how you speak is actually the space that you give and probably the space mm. that your dad gave. Yes, he was doing the work. But I I wonder whether your brand actually is it's almost like a second layer on top of everything else, which is it's the way you do it. There's this calm. It's like exactly. okay. It's so funny you mentioned that because it's exactly, I didn't speak to that earlier, but there's this element of, you know, people always talk about my grounding energy and, you know, whether, however you define that, um, it's about how I show up for people, you know, giving them the space, using silence as a way to elicit people to move them out of their space and to move them into the room and to want to share and to open up. If you just, you know, come in there and you're, you know, rapid fire asking questions, that's not going to serve. You've got to give them space. So, so in, your, in your space, there's an awful lot of folk out there who call themselves coaches. They don't have the business experience that you have. They don't have necessarily any depth. They've gone and done a, a six-week or a three-day program on coaching and hang out a shingle and say that they are life coaches or they are leadership coaches or business coaches. How do you feel when you when you see people vocalizing their expertise in areas where you know they've had no experience and no knowledge and no education? How does that make you feel? What because you're very different. You're calm, you're chill, you're you've got this demeanor that you know can help people. Mm. These other folk are loud, they're noisy, they're good marketers, but they don't necessarily get results. 
Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting you mentioned this because this is one of the things that I think is so important for us. We have to cut through the noise. There's so much noise in the world. And if you really want to find the right person to, you know, to be your guide, to be the person along your journey, then you need to see through all of that. There's, an, you know, the people who are showing up and their loud voices and they, they tend to uh, pump up, you know, I've worked with XYZ company or, you know, this is this, that and the other thing then what happens is, you know, they are going to fleece a lot of the, the people who are on the surface not digging deep enough. But that's okay, because those people are not for me. The people who fall for that, they're not the type of people who I want to be able to serve. The people I want to serve are the people who are going to see through that facade, and they're willing to go into that deeper, you know, deeper transformation. And so, luckily, I come from an abundant mindset. And I see that there's enough people in the world who are going to cut through all that noise and find the right people to work with. And I know who I'm for. And it's just a matter of connecting with the right people at the right time. So speaking of that, um, this is the time in our, our brief little show where we, we'd love to hear kind of who you'd like to connect with and where they can find you. But before that, I really have to know what your dad's favorite Italian food is and what your mom's favorite Lebanese food is? Well, it's funny you mention this because we brought together, uh, we had a fusion that really came together. My um, my mother used to make grape leaves with mm. uh, with pasta sauce, though. Like, they, we'd mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I would say that that was the uh, the the mixing of the the blending of the family, but uh, I would say from my father was really big into greens and making like vegetables and stuff like that. Like be, arugula on pizza. Oh, yeah. it is oh, that is the is. best in the world. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So where can people find you and who are you looking for? So um, you can find me on my website, uh, inspiredpurposecoach.com. You can also find my book on Amazon. It's Climbing the Right Mountain, and it's a concise book, so it's not a, a novel. You're gonna have to be. You can take it to the beach and probably read it in one sitting if you commit to it. And you can find me on LinkedIn or any one of the social media channels. But I would say the best bet is to find me on my website. And the people I'm, I work with, you know, accomplished leaders, people who have accomplished great things in their lives, but they just needed someone to get to that next level, you know, developing some of the the skills they need or just to get some clarity around that journey. So as a last note here, Tony, I think you're going to have to spell out your last name, Martin Yeti, or do you say it the Americanized way or how does that all work? Yeah, we say it the American what, the Americanized way, which is Martin Yeti, uh, with the I and the G silently. Lovely. So it's, makes it's it like the, It's got the GN of gnocchi in the middle. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Really fun to chat with you. Same here. Real pleasure. Thanks, Tony. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. I love your chill. I love your your depth of thinking. I love the fact that you were called to do what you would do, what you what you are doing. Everything about listening to you is is Zen-like. And Dr. Kent referred to that in the intro. It's like a Zen moment. It's, it was fabulous. Thank you. I like the idea that I think I came up with it, but heck, I still like it. The idea of kind of a second layer of what you're doing, Tony, that sort of, yes, you are doing coaching like everybody else, 
with the second layer on top. Kind of like a fusion of sorts, just like that amazing dish that I can't stop thinking about with Italian tomato sauce and good old grape leaves, warratawali, uh, or uh, what do they call them, dolmas, I think in Greece they call them. Yes, dolmas. In any case, it was nice chatting with you, and if, if folks listening to this podcast are interested in grape leaves wrapped around things, uh, Randy? www.thoughtpartnergroup.com and you can wrap your little fingers around your cursor, around your mouse, and um, and, and click on the button at the top right-hand side where it says free assessment, and we'll wrap our small minds around the comments that you make and respond. And if you've enjoyed this fusion experience of polarity and seriousness, uh, subscribe to us, and um, we'll continue to be both ridiculous and... Uh, sometimes smart. It depends. But yeah, come on back. Uh, we'll be here. Come on back. We'd, we'd love to talk to you again. Bye.